Northeast Florida. Tell me, what's your fantasy? Mine is a combination of Mandarin and Marshmallow. If you're a Celsius fan, you know what I'm talking about. Fantasy vibe. Mm. Reminds me of an orangesicle. Northeast Florida is fueled by Celsius Essential Energy Drinks. Legal Live is brought to you by Farah and Farah. The comments and opinions expressed on this radio program do not constitute legal advice and do not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have a legal problem, a formal consultation will be required outside of this radio program. This is Legal Live with Eddie and Chuck Farah. They're talking the latest legal news and answering your questions. To call Legal Live and ask Eddie and Chuck a question, grab your phone and dial 855-765-1045. That's 855-765-1045. Welcome, welcome, and happy Saturday. You're listening to Legal Live, brought to you by Farah and Farah on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Feel free to give us a call at 855-765-1045. I'm your host, Shafalika Botnogger, and I'm joined today live in studio by Eddie and Chuck Farah. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey. Well, thanks for being here. <laughs> yeah, it's a great... Uh, good day. It's a good day. N- another year coming to an end, you know. We've been at wow. this thing. I know. They fly by, you know. I can't believe it. It's, it's already December. Year. Yep. Yep. It, the end is here, so the end year. is here. <laughs> Every ending is a new beginning. Yeah, Eddie. That's right. Hopefully, <laughs> that's the game plan. But um, okay, uh, I want to start. I got some things to talk about. Of course, the phone calls are our priority. Um, and um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've got a couple of topics I want to start off with. And if you want to comment on them, or if you want to uh, give us your opinion, or maybe you experienced a similar situation. We want to hear from you. Just give us a shout here. But anyway, uh, there's a, you know, the FDA approves drugs. We all know that FDA drug approval and the drug has to go through a pr- approval process before it can get it to the market. But back in 1976, the Congress passed an amendment to the food and drug law that requires companies to, you know, go through approval processes for these drugs. And it has to do with medical devices. And this section is called 510 parentheses K. And in this section, it allows device companies, people who make medical devices, to yeah. put devices on the market that haven't gone through an approval process because the product that they're making is substantially similar to another item, mar- another product that's already on the market. So it, the whole idea behind it is, well, the, the product or the medical device has already gone through the approval process. It's been vetted. We've checked it out, and it's on the market. Now there's this new market, this new item that's out, new medical device, but it's substantially similar to the one that's already been approved. Therefore, we don't have to go through the, you know, the lengthy approval process. Right, and I that's, see. It sounds like it's a good idea. It sounds like, hey, you know, why, you know, maybe it gets the, it gets the product on the market faster, and maybe, you know, it'll help more people and, you know, help people get well and keep people around and everything else. But what's happening, a lot of these devices, even though they're substantially similar, they're still causing a lot of problems. And they haven't gone through the approval process. The most recent one that we're reading about is this barred power port catheter. People, uh, cancer patients that are undergoing therapy have this catheter sort of implanted in them. Right. And they keep it there. It stays there. You know, right. And they use it to get the medication they need. So 
what hap- what's happening with this barred power port catheter, and we have clients, and we've already gotten a few cases because we've talked about it, and it's on our website, and people have called us that are concerned about it because they have this, bar- this barred PowerPoint catheter, um, PowerPoint, not PowerPoint, in PowerPoint. PowerPoint. <laughs> PowerPoint. Okay. Yeah, One day it may become on it. it may know. become a subject of a PowerPoint. Yeah, it may be a PowerPoint, but it's called a PowerPoint. Bard. Yeah. B A R D. So anyway, so this 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 catheter is disintegrating, and what happens? It's kind of falling apart, and so what's allowing to do? It's allowing bacteria. And to and, you know, get into the bloodstream. And it's oh, called, my goodness. And people are developing infections from it. They're saying some people have died from what's going on with this power port catheter. So if you have it, you really want to talk to your doctor about it. Tell him you've had read it. You can go Google it yourself and read about it. Uh, like I said, we've had people call us because we have it on our website who have said, yeah, I've had problems with it. It's making me sick. So anyway, that's. It's falling and, apart too. Parts, it's, yeah, it's disintegrating. It disintegrates. And it's and apart. Particles. And as a result of that, um, a lot of uh, you know bacteria is entering into the body, mm-hmm. um, and fragments enter into fragments. arteries, and yeah, yeah, oh it's my not gosh. good. Yeah, so, no, that's terrifying. So anyway, the uh, so the point is is that uh, you wonder, well, how did this get on the market? I mean, I mean, it's a it's a medical. It's not a drug. It's a medical device. It's a piece of plastic or silicone or something. Right. But again, the argument is that um, it's, uh, it's, it's that process. It's a, if it's substantially similar to another catheter mm-hmm. that's out there, they can convince the FDA, listen, this new catheter is substantially similar to the one that's already out there, then they can get it on the market. So without going it, through the process, without going through the verification safety process right. and protocols, like exactly. that is, I don't know how, if, I, I don't like that plan. I think everything deserves to be approved through the FDA. If you know, I mean, and the FDA can be lobbied, you know, it yeah. seems like they can be convinced oh, to yeah. let things pass oh, through. I, I could spend a whole hour talking about how they can be lobbied. I bet. Because the, 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 the people who pay the FDA, the FDA is paid not by the government, even though it's a government agency, the drug companies that want to get drugs and medical devices approved have to pay for that approval. They pay for everything. Wow. All the the whole approval process comes out of their pocket. So I mean, it's a it's kind of a conflict of interest. Yeah, it definitely anyway. seems like that. Yep. Yeah, that's really that's yeah fascinating. I mean, well, that's why you need lawyers. That's why you need lawyers. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about something else in a minute. We get yeah. back. We have a we have a call. We also we'll, have a we'll, caller. We'll gonna... grab uh, Harry from Middleburg first. Then I'll jump into something else. All righty. Well, um, we've got a quick break coming up, so we're going to get to Harry right after that. You're listening to Legal Live, brought to you by Fair and Farrah on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. We love your calls, and your calls are the most important thing to us. Our number is 855-765-1045, and Harry and Middleburg will be right back to get your call. Welcome back. You're listening to Legal Live, brought to you by Farah and Farah on 104.5 WOKV Jacksonville's News and Talk. We'd love to hear from you, so give us a call now at 855-765-1045. I'm Shafalika Botnogger, and I'm joined today by the hosts with the most, Eddie and Chuck Farah. Gentlemen, we have a call, and it's Harry from Middleburg. You want to dive right in? Sure. All right. Let's go, Harry. Tell us about your question. 
Uh, yes, I wanted to find out how I can get um, body camera footage and in-car footage from the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office mm-hmm. for an incident that happened two years ago where they physically injured me with basically brutality. Four officers, one charged into my RV because I was protecting my dog because the first officer there threatened to shoot her. And he pulled me out backwards by my, I have a ponytail because it wrenched my neck and it shows on the MRI I've had done. Because I have degenerative bone disease now, the muscles. I was working full time up to then. I haven't been able to work since then. Okay. They, stole, they took my dog, which broke my heart. And, uh, they kept me locked up for 17 days without letting me post bail. But back to the body cam footage, they, he grabbed me out backwards by my hair. So sole purpose is to get a hold of my eyeglasses, which were held on by a strap, because he rips those off and throws them away. This is that's the second time I was put in jail by Jacksonville Sheriff's Office because, and they took my eyeglasses away from me at the scene, and then tell me I tell them I can't read anything to sign it, and they mistreated me. And so that should that's got to be against the law. When I said I can't read anything, they said, "Well, get those people locked up in there with you to help you to read stuff." And the first time I went, it was a different incident. I collapsed, and he sent me to medical, and I didn't even get to have a hearing. Luckily, I got bailed out that time. But this time, I spent 17 days in jail. wasn't allowed to bond out. But okay, back, they pulled me out. He pulled me out by my hair, a little bit off. And then four of them grabbed me and took me maybe 50 to 60 feet away from the rear of my RV, away from their cars. And threw me up in the air like you throw somebody in a swimming pool. And I hit the ground on my hip. And as I'm flying through the air, I hear the supervisor that I was waiting for, because this was punishment for me wanting to call a supervisor, who turned out to be a yellow shirt, not even officer, go, stop resisting like it's a joke. And then I sit there on the asphalt. I was such a threat that I just laid there in pain until the... First officer come over, waddled over and said, drug me to the car with no concern for my health. He took my dog and and then he sat there laughing with his little friend as they pulled by by my home, basically, up on a rollback in gear while I'm yelling at him, put it in neutral. And and this all because I was legally parked in front of my tax person's office, who I was having a dispute with because... They didn't want to refund my money or correct the problem, so they used their uh, office, the, the officers, to, to sickle, sickle on me like a, their personal attack. Well, Harry, okay. but Harry, my word means nothing, and without, I, I wasn't filming at the time, so I, I can you know, hear the pain in your filming. voice. Harry. Hey, do you think he did he have and, a body camera on? It? Yeah, he did. He did. I, I don't know. Did he? And the other officers, I'm not sure. With the first officer, here's the thing. The, the people I was waiting for, and I don't want to say their name because That's yeah, right. they actually yeah, advertise on this radio station. Sure. Well. Uh, but anyway, I'm waiting to get to them. I went up to mm-hmm. their office, let them know I was there twice. And then the moment they called me, it's like 430 in the afternoon, and it was November last year. It was cold. I was just getting over COVID. So I lost my job for this, too, because I was still sick from COVID. And they didn't care that so you can keep the six feet of distance. But as soon as they throw me in jail, oh, you got to have masks, got to have masks. And so I got re-exposed to COVID, got even sicker. Oh, no. When I was just getting, I'd lost 20 pounds while I was sick with COVID. 
up to that point. Uh, but anyway, well, so Harry, he jumps I, out of the he jumps out Harry, of the white car. Harry, I, I got no a question. I got a question. Harry, let us, let us I thought he was a security guard. Harry, you, hold on. What I yeah. what I want you to do is leave your phone number with our producer, and um, I will. There's an, an attorney in our office that used to um, work in that area of the law, and I'll find out how to get the body cam for you. Okay, I can call you back and tell you how to do it. Hello. If you, yeah. He laughed. At, he laughed at the Coast Guard stickers on the on my vehicle too, and oh. I think they tried to tear. I think I had a PWMIA flag on the back of the camper. Yeah. it helps keep people keep distance from tailgating having a flag. Well, I think well, they didn't tear think, it off. I think this when I got is... the vehicle back, they tore my flag up, thinking it was a truck flag or something. I'm sorry to hear that. Listen, yeah. Harry, I can tell this is a really traumatic memory for you. This is a very difficult thing that has messed up your health since then. And I just want to say I am so sorry you had to go through that. And I think that if you stay on the line right now, my producer, Daniel, will take your phone number down and we'll get it to yeah, Eddie and I Chuck. Get, I can get you an answer on how to get the body cam footage. Yeah, because that's, that's got to um, be a little bit of a complicated I know, process. I know there's a... I, I know how to do it I'm generally. I'm afraid to do it myself. because well, You can do it yourself. There's, it's a letter. Don't that, delay it, and they'll hide it. Well, I the thing about it, it's been it. two years. The only thing I'm concerned about, it's been two years. I don't know yeah, if it's I don't still know how available. Long they keep it. Typically, people grab that stuff immediately. But let, let me find out. If you leave your number, I can find out next week and be in touch with yeah. you. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Harry. I know that this is a complicated issue, it seems like, with a lot of different mm-hmm. playing parts here. And I just want to say I'm so sorry you're injured. And I do hope that you'll be able to find some resolution. Hopefully the footage is still available and, you know, accessible. But stay on the line for just a moment, and our producer, Daniel, will take your call. So, guys, you know, I think Harry brings up a really good point. I know that when there's a crash or an accident or there's an arrest, if there's businesses nearby, you guys like to pull surveillance footage from, like, businesses. Yeah, but but that, have you ever, like, That, that stuff doesn't stick cars? around for two years. I mean, typically, the I know the traffic footage doesn't stick around for two mm, years. Yeah, definitely come. traffic yeah. doesn't. There's a limit. I mean, uh, Even private, private footage sometimes gets re-recorded over after oh, two, three years. It's on a hard drive that gets yeah. or something. So, anyway, but we'll find out. Um, I can find out next week, and I'll be in contact with Harry. Yeah. So I think that's really... A good plan there. So okay. we have some uh, a few minutes left, and I was thinking, you know, we uh, just yesterday there was a um, shooting out in the Avenues Mall on Southside, and you know, there are you know, crime like that is always really hard. It hits close to home, especially if you're living in the area. Right. And if, for example, this from what the reports say, there was a man shot out in the parking lot and then went inside the business. So. Yeah, you know, with something like that type of situation, yeah. as an injury attorney, my question to yeah, you guys yeah. is, like, what's your first step in helping that patient or that person who's suffering a critical injury? Well, well you want to you do an investigation. You want to mm-hmm. find out what the police know. Okay. Um, there's probably video all over that area. You want to grab all that video. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, did they catch the person who did the shooting? I don't think so. Okay. Not yet. And because, um, you know, if it's a targeted shooting... It's going to be a little different, you know, if it's like yeah. an intentional targeted. That's fair. It that, may have been. It may have been in targeted shooting. So that's that's going to make it a little different. But typically those are called negligent security cases where. Oh, really? You can check the records with the JSO to see find out if there's been 
criminal activity in that area. And if there's been a lot of criminal activity, it has to be shootings. It could be like just people breaking into cars. Right. It has to be the same type of event. Mm-hmm. But if there's just a lot of criminal activity going around there, maybe they should have had some enhanced security. Because we know that when there's enhanced security, criminals don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, a, that's a proven fact. If there are cameras and security guards and, and gates and yeah. you know, and, and, and protection, they stay away from those places. Is some, so, it's, it's a place like the mall responsible for having that upgraded security if yeah, they are noticing it, more yeah, reports? Yeah, exactly. The general rule is that they're the duty to protect their customers. Yeah. You know, it kind of it, it increases the duty, the burden to, to protect yeah. increases mm-hmm. the more criminal activity that's in the area. I see. So, you know, the you know, that's why I, I tell no, you, you can make a public records request right. to find out all the criminal activity in a certain area. Like mm-hmm. you can give them this address. I yeah. live at um, you know, whatever it is, give me all the criminal activity that's happened in a five mile radius. Wow. And they really? will send you not only the, you know, like, yes, people, there's been criminal activity. They'll tell you what type of criminal activity and they'll tell you when it happened. Yeah. So you know, kind of, you have a, a nice little outline of everything going on in your neighborhood. So that, and that's where you start on these negligent security cases sure. show that, hey, you guys are on notice. There's a lot of stuff happening. I remember back in Regency when it was, I think somebody was telling me that every day a car got stolen out of Regency Square. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> every day there was every a day. car stolen. 365 uh, I, I, days a year. I think a police officer friend of mine told me that. He goes, mm-hmm. every day there is a car stolen out of Regency. Wow. So, I mean, you're on notice that something's going on. Yeah. And so if that's happening, then you've got to take some action. you got to take some precautions. you got to bring some people in. you got to have some security, security officers. Yeah. Cameras. Right. And, right. right. I mean, yeah. it just depends on the level of criminal activity. Yeah. It's kind of like a jury question, you know, or. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. That's interesting. I, I, that's what happens. I think yeah. that I didn't know anything about negligent security, but it is like incumbent on the business to yeah. help protect the people, even and if it's in the parking lot. A lot of these cases happen in apartment complexes where tenants get assaulted. Mm. Like there's maybe a tenant there that's been causing problems and he's got a criminal oh, background and has been harassing people. And all of a sudden a tenant, something bad happens to a tenant. And the landlord didn't take any action because people complained about this person. That's a negligent security case. I've covered several stories like that. Wow. All right. Well, you're listening to Legal Live brought to you by Farron Farrell on 104.5 WOKV Jacksonville's News and Talk. We have our phone lines open. Call us at 855-765-1045. We'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back. You're listening to Legal Live, brought to you by Farah and Farah on 104.5 WOKV Jacksonville's News and Talk. Give us a call at 855-765-1045. Gentlemen, we have another caller on the line. We've got Terry, who has a question about galvanized plumbing. What's going on, Terry? Well, I heard on the radio, and it had to be WOKV at some point in time, advertising about a class action suit or something in reference to relief if your home was built before such and such a year if you have an issue with your galvanized pipe and i didn't have an issue that may be a little slower water pressure but not a deal breaker Uh, i couldn't run your best shower head with all the massages (laughs) so i I didn't do anything about it but wonderful jea that i think is just a great outfit there they do a great job um 
they uh, had a problem with the meter and they came out and uh, they had a leak on the street side of the meter and they when they opened it up with the front end loaders and so forth it was shooting across the street so it was a, a heck of a thing but anyway when they hooked it back up uh now i can't get any water anywhere and I, I get cold in one bathroom and that's it uh but uh Otherwise, all of my pipes are clogged up. I can't get any water. Yes. Uh, you, you so have I iron, are they iron really. pipes? I mean, galvanized. You mean? Uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're iron. It was built in 52. So okay. Cast iron, yeah. Okay. Got it. So, um, okay. Have you made a claim with your insurance company? No. Okay. I would love to. I never have. And well, they I mean, if, do you have a leak or something? Me a letter to get my roof replaced. Excuse me? Last year, Jake wrote me a letter on my birthday to get my roof replaced. I fixed that $23,000 later. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah, so I would love to make a claim with well, my Well, I mean, are you having any – you're saying your, your water pressure – I mean, do you have a leak? You may have a leak if it's – No, 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 no leak. No leak. Uh, guaranteed. Uh, and uh, I just have no water uh, coming mm. into my mother's water coming to my house. I just can't get through the pipes. Right. I took right. all the elbows and the – uh, the you know the little valves and blew them out with a lot of pressure and it, because it could clog up into there I could understand that but after doing that no relief whatsoever I just get no water. Have you had anybody look at it to give you an opinion as to what the issue is? Yes, I had a plumber look at it and uh, it was like it baffles me. It's got it's got to be a clog in there somewhere, but it's from the from the meter to the house. There's no problem. It's mm-hmm. beyond that, somewhere mm-hmm. within the pipes. Right, right. Okay, well, um, I'm not sure. I, we do that kind of work, some of it. Um, but I, you first want to file a claim with your insurance company to see what they do, what they tell you. Because yeah. right now you need your pipes replaced. You need the house replumbed, right? Right, no doubt about it. Yeah, that's what the issue is. And are they going to pay for it? That's, that's the, the next issue. Um, well, you know what my, my fear is? If right. I make a claim to my insurance company and they say no, and if you don't fix it within 30 days, then uh, we're going to drop yeah. you from my insurance. That's true, too. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, the, that, that, but the people in these the, these cast iron lawsuits, they were suing their insurance company because they were making oh. claims with their insurance company, and the insurance company was denying the claims. And so they were, and that was the basis. That's who the money came from. Gotcha. The money came from their homeowner's insurance. Okay. Like they well, would file a claim with their homeowners, and the homeowners said, we're not paying it, and then they'd, they'd sue them. Right. Okay, well, I, I had a limb come through my roof one time, and uh, I went to file a claim with that, and she said that that's uh, three different claims, $500 deductible for each one. It's not going to take much more than that to fix it. So yeah, I said, well, I don't, yeah. I don't need anything. Yeah. And then the next thing I get from them is that you got to replace your roof within 90 days because you have a missing shingle, a lifted up shingle, or this, that, or the mm-hmm. other thing. They're doing that now. You're right. No, you're yeah, right. Yeah, the 105,000 people that got the same letter last year. Yes, yes. And so I was going to do it in a couple of years, but I went ahead and had to do it right then because I didn't want them to impose my uh, my mortgage company to impose insurance on me at a higher rate, lesser mm-hmm. less coverage. Then when I could finally get another insurance company, if I could, it would be at a much higher rate because it did that. Yeah, you're right. Because when the when the mortgage company has to buy the homeowners for you, it's like double the yeah. amount. 
So you don't, yeah. you don't want to go there. So I'll tell you, <laughs> the best advice we can give you, again, I have an attorney. I, I'm not really specialized in that area. I have an attorney that does specialize in it. From what I'm told, but what I've learned from him is that you want to find, if you feel like you have a claim, you got to start with your homeowners. But again, I see what your concern is. They're going to come back. You're concerned. They're going to come back and say, hey, we're not going to pay. And by the way, replace the pipes or we're dropping you. you know? well, the final like question that. on that, you've been very patient, is I, I mentioned that I love JEA. I think they're very proactive with the community. They forgive a water bill once a year. They do a lot of things proactively. Uh, but I had water before they replaced my meter. Now I have no water. Do I have anything against them, perhaps? Well, you think it's coming from JEA now? Were you, did your plan well, I, I'm saying that no, I, I think that JEA was the cause of it because before they come out and fix the leak on their side of the meter, I had water. I didn't have a problem. Once they fixed the water uh, on their side and put in a new meter, then I don't have any water. Once they hooked it back up, I didn't have any water from that point. Did you call JEA about that? I don't was, know if I did or not. There's yeah, been a I lot. Was, yeah, I would make a complaint listen, to listen, them. I had water. You guys fixed, supposedly fixed this leak. Now I don't have water. Right. Make them come and see. Maybe there's something in between the. Maybe there's some type of shutoff or something the that they turned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've got water to my house because I from the from the first line that comes to my house, I uh, tapped into that and put in PVC, CPVC, and uh, so now I have I have water pressure for sure, but it just only goes to one source. So I take a water hose uh, with a with a tankless water heater and take it to my shower and shower and then. That's, Man, that's unbelievable. I would, I would still call JA. Let them come out. They may give you an opinion or something. Yeah. I what you do. Either the, listen, if you're concerned about the insurance company drop, you got no choice. Is replumb yeah, the house they, exactly out of, out of your pocket. I mean, if that's what yeah. you're so concerned about, your insurance going up or them canceling you, uh, then just go yeah, replumb I, the house and hopefully that'll yeah. fix it. Well, you're very good. Well, thank you for all. But, of but your, I mean, eventually you're going to have a leak. If it's if it's cast iron, they're going to they're going to fall apart. I mean, if in the 50s, I'm surprised they're still 70 working. 70 years. That's, that's a, a long, long time, time man. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I okay. mean, the other thing is well, what happened when these lawsuits started, the insurance companies started amending their insurance policies to exclude cast iron pipe claims. Yeah, because so, they knew it was coming. Yeah, they knew, knew they coming. were all going to fail. You have to read your policy to see if you, if you even have coverage for it. I mean, read your policy. It may exclude cast iron pipe claims. Anyway, okay. Well, thank you so much for Terry. calling, Terry. We've got a quick break coming up just now. And uh, I just want to say, you know, we've all had these cast iron pipes. There's actually a new law that could be proposed nationwide, I believe, that says within 10 years everybody needs yeah. to get rid of their cast iron, switch over to, like, PVC and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that may be coming on the horizon. Well, My you, goodness. You have no choice. You have no water. You make a claim. They tell you to replace the pipes. Well, that's going to have to happen anyhow. Yeah. So yeah. you either have a claim and well, they pay on, for hold it. Hold on, hold on. we got a caller coming in. Rob, uh, Terry, stay on the line. Somebody's got some information for you, so yeah, yeah. we'll get you. That's we'll get. Right. We'll, we'll ask Rob when he comes back. Yeah, uh, we've got a Rob who's calling, and we'll get to that. I love right. it when our callers help yeah. each other out. Yeah, I'm excited. Do. You're listening to Legal Live, brought to you by Fair and Fair on 104.5 WOKV. We'll be right back after this quick break.
Welcome back. You're listening to Legal Live, brought to you by Farron Farrah on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. I'm joined by Eddie and Chuck Farrah, and we have another caller on the line who might have a response for Terry, who just called in about clogged pipes after a JEA came out and worked in the area. Rob, what's up? What do you have to say to Terry? Oh, uh, hey. Um, yeah, so, Terry, I just wanted to, to bring up um, the fact. So you guys are talking about um, having an insurance claim, right, on the, on the possible pipes. Now, are we talking cast iron or galvanized? Well, he, I thought it was cast iron. I think he said cal- galvanized, but I think he meant cast iron. I it was built okay. in the 50s. Um, What's the difference? So Is there going to be a the, difference? Yeah, so there's a little bit of a difference, but um, I don't think they would, hopefully not galvanized. But, um, yeah, I was in construction for, like, 22 years. And one thing, um, I do think he, there's some validity in what he's saying about if he, if he makes the insurance claim, right? Every product you put in your house has a lifespan, right? So cast iron pipe has a lifespan between 50 and 65 years. Wow. So if the pipe if the pipe was put into the house in the fifties, right, early fifties, I think he said fifty two, right, right, the insurance company would have a valid claim of saying, well, we're not going to pay that. It's it's beyond its life expectancy, and if you're having issues with it now, you need to get that fixed, or we'll, or we'll drop your insurance. Does oh. that make sense? Yeah, I know, but uh, the the cl- the basis of those lawsuits was that the le- the pipes were leaking. Mm-hmm. And people were able to get money to repipe their house from their insurance company. Right. right. And in his case, he doesn't have a leaking pipe. He's right. just got some cloggage, some blockage. Right. 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 They're, they're, they failed. So, yeah. Right. So no, I just wanted to bring that point up. And then also a solution, right? Um, a lot of people are having who are having these issues with their, with their piping, even with copper piping. If, if copper piping is put underneath your, your home and it's not wrapped or sleeved in something, the um, – I think it's the lime or something in the underlayment that they put underneath the slab will actually react and eat through that copper. And people will start having leaks popping up at different places and be spending twenty-five, you know, dollars $3,000 per leak mm-hmm. to have these things fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. One of the cheaper options, if you are having issues, is to have your house replumbed through the, through the attic, through the, through, through the ceiling, with CPVC. And it's relatively inexpensive. It just depends on how much, like drywall for say that they would have to take out like if you have vaulted ceilings it's going to cost you a little bit more if you don't have vaulted ceilings it's really easy to bring some pvc in um attached to the water outside just come up through the wall and in the attic they can spread all the different connections out and come down through the walls to rehook the service up at all of your your spigots and, and showers and things like that is that how is that the best way to do it yes yeah that's because... the best way to do it because are you on is your house on a slab I don't know if he, he didn't say. I mean, those older homes, a lot of them were on a slab. There was no. Uh, well, you you wouldn't you wouldn't care about it. You just just disconnect the pipe. I mean, you're not going to tear up the slab to get to it, right? Hmm. Right. Yeah. No. They, they just, would just. They just. They're just going to end those the lines that yeah. are currently underneath the slab. Right. And they're going to reattach it from the outside. Come right. in through one of your exterior walls, and then all the plumbing gets done through the attic. Mm-hmm. It's I, it's like I said, relati- relatively inexpensive. Yeah, I think that's. Brilliant. I mean, I, I had some in laws. I had some in laws that went through that with copper pipes because their pipes weren't sleeved in the the plastic to keep it away from the the lime. Mm-hmm. And it took them three times of springing leaks here and there, and spending three thousand dollars here and twenty eight hundred dollars there and twenty five hundred dollars here well, um, before anybody gave them the option to just run the the new CPVC and bypass so underneath the slab piping altogether. You're saying that. Lime can leach through the copper pipes. 
It Lime will of the under yeah, yeah it'll react with it and it'll corrode it. It'll oxidize. Oh, is that what it is? It re- okay, I did the issue. Yeah, it re- it yeah. oxidizes. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what causes it. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Wow, Rob, yeah. look at you. So, cons- what do you wrap it in plastic or something like yeah. that to keep the lime away? Yeah, they usually do, yeah they usually wrap it in plastic before they finish yeah. the the top coat of of lime before they pour the slab. Yeah, but yeah, I've never really seen. I mean, copper's so expensive. I mean, why would you put that in if you could put PVC in? Does anybody put copper well, no. pipes in their house? I've never seen it. Well, no. Well, no, no. So, so the same thing. Let's talk about lifespan then, right? Copper pipe, if installed correctly, has a has a lifespan of sixty, I think, fifty or sixty to like seventy years. Yeah. Right. CPVC has a lifespan of like thirty to forty years, mm-hmm. I believe. And then PEC, the PEC, the new flexible stuff that's really easy to install, is a lifespan of like maybe thirty years. What happens to the PVC? So, I mean, it's plastic. I mean, that's yeah. How not, can it's not biodegradable? I mean, plastic will be. I mean, you put. They're telling us you put a piece of plastic in the environment. It's, it's there for a hundred years. You know. I mean, yeah. why would a PVC what erodes, pipe? Just, yeah. What erodes that yeah. away? Well, I'm not sure if it's the. It's not the erosion necessarily. Is it just like kind of the dry rot over the years? Oh. Yeah. PVC. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're we're not talking about plastic per se, and Ooh. CPVC has come a long way. Um, but you have the temperature differences also affecting it, right? It's getting hot water, cold water, hot yeah, water, yeah. cold water. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. things are all, all those elements, you know, things are going to have an effect on, yeah, on that pipe. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow, this is so cool, Rob. Uh, yeah, Thank I'm you for a lot calling. Today. I appreciate it, Terry. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much for that. Terry and Rob, thanks. Terry yeah. and Rob, yeah, you'll need a, to get. A, it's like yeah. a home improvement show today. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm a, I'm a good Thank check. you for sharing your yeah. expertise, Rob. That I'm was gonna go check amazing. The, <laughs> how old my PVC pipes are now? I'm gonna go. <laughs> I think it's brilliant to re reroute the pipes up yeah. out of the ground and up through the yeah, attic. Instead of going because you have to tear up the slab. I always wonder how they yeah. did that. Yeah, yeah. Um, just and let those old pipes just sit there. You yeah. know, like shut them off. Just don't get a leak in the attic. That's the only. Thing. Oh, I was about yeah. to. <laughs> Why do you always got to think of the worst case scenario, yeah, Chuck? Yeah, oh wait, you're an attorney. Yeah. That's what your, your job yeah. is. My bad. Yeah. Um, well, thanks a lot, Terry. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that that was a really cool moment. That's the kind of thing I really love about Legal Live is that we have callers who come in and call just for their own yeah. questions, their family members, their loved ones, but also to help one another out. And that's really that's why the calls are my favorite part. Yeah, I mean this. This stuff, this propaganda by the insurance, not propaganda, the way they're handling stuff now, they've got people even afraid of using the policy that they paid for. Because people I know, are afraid, afraid they're going to get dropped or they're going to raise their rates or it's make a- me go do something like replace my roof, replace my pipes. I mean, just because I called in a claim, he mm-hmm. was afraid to get, I mean, he, he had a legitimate concern because yeah, we've yeah. heard all those stories, you know, yeah. that you call your insurance company about something and all of a sudden you get a letter from them, hey, go replace your roof. Not only we're not we're denying your claim, we're gonna drop you if you don't go spend twenty five grand to replace your roof. I know. So and people it's really just, people don't have that kind of money laying it's around. It's really what know? they've yeah how they've spun it and how they've uh, you know. And you pay them every month to protect you in case of yeah, all these things. I don't. It's just it's a logical fallacy to, use, to me. They got people scared to use it. They got people scared to use yeah. it. Yeah. And then you have to go through suing them just to get something yeah. out of it. And that could take up to two years. Well, we're going to talk about that next week. Yeah, I'm let's do that. Horror, so I'll give you a horror story next week. Oh. When it comes to that. Well, <laughs> I get it today. We don't have enough time. It's over. Yeah, we do have uh, the end of the show coming up right now. I want to say thank you to Harry for calling in, Terry and Rob. You guys were great. You're listening to Legal Live, brought to you by Farron Farrell on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. 
Thank you all again for calling and tune in next week at noon on 104.5 WOKV. Eddie's going to have a legal horror story to share with us just in time for the holiday season. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Shout out one time for the original vibe. Who is a big enough Celsius fan who could tell me what the original vibe flavor was? Sparkly Peach, the original, deliciously sweet and 100% refreshing. Always delicious. Northeast Florida is fueled by Celsius Essential Energy Drinks.